0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 231 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 40 today, and our focus is on the question Does God hear our cries for help when we pray? How can we wait patiently on the Lord? So, we are a daily podcast where we go through the Word of God reading it, thinking about it, seeking to obey it every day, one episode at a time, usually one chapter at a time. Five days a week, we're in the New Testament. Twice a week, we're in the Old Testament. We have a lot of new listeners to welcome aboard, including those in Islamabad, Pakistan, Sudan, Mark, Denmark, Cebu, Philippines, Cavite City, Philippines, Parts Unknown, France, and Spain, East Java, Indonesia, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Nova Scotia, Canada, Salinas, California, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Columbus, Ohio, St. Louis, Missouri, and Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for sharing the show with friends and people on social media and neighbors and family members. Our website is Bible2021.com. That's bible two zero two one dot com that is the best place to go to subscribe to the show. And every episode has a transcript with show notes and Bible verse and quotes and things like that. So another Psalm today. And this one is quite well known, even by many people who don't know the Bible. Now, when I was high, in high school way back in the last century, my two favorite bands were REM and U2. And I was introduced to Psalm 40, probably not by a preacher or by reading my Bible, but by U2's great Song 40, which is based on Psalm 40. And every time I read through the psalm, I can hear Bono say, sing this with me, this is 40, which is from a bootleg tape I had of a YouTube performance in Germany. Good song, better psalm. Once again, we're going to see this same kind of pattern in this psalm that so many of us experience in real life. The psalmist just oscillates back and forth between assurance and desperation, between Pleading and faith. For instance, the opening to this psalm is some of the most soaring and positive praises in the entire Bible. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear, and they will trust in the Lord." How happy is anyone who has put his trust in the Lord. So, hey, it sounds like greatness, right? Everything's awesome. The psalmist, who is David in this case, has been rescued and he's doing great and he's praising God. But just a few verses later, we get to verse 12, which David says, troubles without number have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me. I'm unable to see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my courage leaves me. Lord, be pleased to rescue me. Hurry to help me, Lord. I'm like, well, David, you were rescued. You've already been rescued. What's going on here? Why are we now in a low place? Well, we have a majestic beginning focused on the deliverance of the Lord, and it's turned into a desperate plea for rescue. Well, how does the psalm end? Does it end hopeful or pleading? And you might not be surprised to find out that the answer is neither yes or no. The answer is both hopeful and pleading. It says, verse 17, I am oppressed and needy. May the Lord thank of me. You are my helper and my deliverer. My God, do not delay. Now, as we've mentioned time and time again when we've talked about the Psalms, David's Psalm is not an example of, I don't know, some sort of religious schizophrenia or bipolarism, but it's a picture of reality of life in a fallen world. One moment we're praising God and uh, radiating faith, and the next moment we are aware of all the danger surrounding us and the sins that are pulling us down, and we're just crying out for help. You are not alone if you feel this way, jerked to and fro by the difficulties of life. I mean, David jerks, what, four times back and forth between polar opposites in one psalm with 17 verses. Wow. Now, that said, the psalms do help us process, pray about, and persevere through the many problems and pains of our lives. Well, read this with me. This is 40. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, "...I waited patiently for the Lord, and He turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear, and they will trust in the Lord. How happy is anyone who has put his trust in the Lord and has not turned to the proud or to those who run after lies?" Lord, my God, you have done many things, your wondrous works and your plans for us. None can compare with you. If I were to report and speak of them, they are more than can be told. You do not delight in sacrifice and offering. You open my ears to listen. You do not ask for a whole burnt offering or a sin offering. Then I said, See, I have come, In the scroll it is written about me, I delight to do your will, my God, and your instruction is deep within me. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly, see, I do not keep my mouth closed, as you know, Lord, I did not hide your righteousness in my heart, I spoke about your faithfulness and salvation, I did not conceal your constant love and truth from the great assembly, Lord, You do not withhold your compassion from me. Your constant love and truth always guard me. For troubles without number have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me. I am unable to see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my courage leaves me. Lord, be pleased to rescue me. Hurry to help me, Lord. Let those who intend to take my life be disgraced and confounded. Let those who wish me harm be turned back and humiliated. Let those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, the Lord is great. I am oppressed and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my helper and my deliverer, my God. Do not delay. Wonderful, wonderful psalm. Here's Charles Spurgeon to help us better wait on the Lord. In a lawsuit, there are many and grievous delays, says Spurgeon, and yet the man who has been forced into the court does not dream of relinquishing his case. He urges on his lawyer and entreats him to lose no opportunity of getting the business settled. But he does not take the case out of his hands, for he expects that the judge will sooner or later decide the matter. It would be a pity not to continue steadfast in prayer, for it is certain that now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Every hour of shameless persistence brings us nearer to the time when the judge will avenge his own elect, To waste all the cost of former tears and prayers and entreaties and let months of praying go for nothing would be a sad waste of effort. Let us hope in the Lord and wait patiently for him, abiding still at the mercy seat. Has he not himself said, though the vision tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry? Sometimes before we call, God hears us, and while we are yet speaking, he answers us. This is to encourage us to further trust in him, perhaps to prepare us for waiting times. Frequently, the richest answers are not the speediest. Ships may return all the more quickly because they have a slender lading, and a prayer may be all the longer on its voyage, because it is bringing us a heavier freight of blessing. Delayed answers are not only trials of faith, but they give us an opportunity of honoring God by our steadfast confidence in Him under apparent repulses. He that will only believe because he sees the answer to his prayer immediately has little faith. He is the man after God's heart who can cry day and night unto the Lord by the month after month and yet never swerve from the full conviction that God is good to His people and that in waiting upon him there is great reward. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. This patience in waiting is the attribute of the full-grown saint, and perhaps it gives more glory to God than the songs of cherubim and seraphim. Jonah says, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto you, into your holy temple. Desponding brother, keep up the lawsuit." Perhaps this very day may be the day the judge hears. Go again seven times. The little cloud like a man's hand may be visible on that last time of asking. Knock and knock again till the gate of heaven reverberates with your blows. The door must open and it will open all the wider because you have knocked so long. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Well, friends, I hope that is an encouragement to you to keep praying, patiently waiting on God, knocking as Jesus said, and the door will be opened and not ceasing to knock. Let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of August. It is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Tomorrow we're back in the New Testament with the resurrection chapter. I can't wait, First Corinthians 15. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.